The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership, here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show looking live at Max Thompson. That doesn't make any... Oh, did it really? Oh, look at that. <laughs> I did not realize I did it. You know why? So, so here's why this happened. Yeah. So sometimes our... This is very nerdy. Sometimes our inputs on the computer get a little screwy, which you learned while I was gone. I did. Um, so I had to move some around to make sure that our guest's camera would work today, and I accidentally put it on myself, so... How about that? There's Greg. Hi. Hi, guys. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there. You've already seen him. Yeah, but, but you know. Celebrating his 80th birthday today. Ooh. Do you know who this is? No. Oh, buddy. It's Yaz's birthday. Oh, nice. Today is Carl Yastrzemski's nice. 80th birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday Let's to uh, one of the all-time greats. Let's do a little el- elbow waggle for him. And, you know? and uh, I mean, top three Red Sox? I mean, that's a lofty list, but... I, true story. I tried to name my current dog uh, Yazzie, mm-hmm. uh, and my girlfriend at the time said no. Got rid of her. Yeah. Married someone else who definitely would have let him, let me name him yet. But instead, so. named Koufax, right? He's Koufax after Sandy Koufax. That's a yeah. pretty, pretty good second place name, can't I will do, say. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, first four through the door. Matt McSpadden, Chester Bradley, Brent Homan, Ed McElroy. But two special shout-outs to Alicia and Allie Hogue, who have both checked in. Oh. We've eaten some lemon bars, Alicia. They were delicious. Uh, I could, could not taste the salt, but as I told your husband, that probably means it's because I was tasting the lemon because there was the right amount of salt. So good job. The lemon bars are amazing. And Allie's off at college. She is. She's in between classes right now. Oh, man. Corey Hogue's in. There he is. Hey, Corey. People would rather see Max. Corey Hogue, <laughs> Corey Hogue our, our small college expert here at uh, TexasFootball.com, as well as uh, today, our 3A insider. Yeah. Because uh, yes. today is 3A day uh, on our series of uh, uh, um, high school football previews. Hi, Corey. Hello, how you doing, Tep? Good, buddy. How are Thank, you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Let me do this real quick. Today is Thursday, <laughs> August 22nd, 2019, 98 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 803, 803, Kenny Rogers' adjusted pitching wins. That's 8.03 or something like that. I don't know. I was looking. I was desperately searching for that. We're getting to the point where they're, we're running out of numbers. You so. will not have a slugging percentage I'm just, at this point. I'm just going to make it up <laughs> at this point. Uh, today is 3A day. We are talking Class 3A, <laughs> our deep dive Texas high school football preview uh, with Corey Hogue. Um, in. Uh, so, let's let's uh, first of all, how are things? Things pretty good? Good. Things really good in good. the, the are, small college world? Things are going well. Excited. Um, you know, we've got... Uh, Football starting the 29th. Where are you going to be week one? I will be at uh, Baylor. 
mm-hmm. for uh, Baylor and SFA mm-hmm. and Colby Carthel's debut and mm-hmm. uh, very excited fan base. Yes, they're in uh, Nacogdoches. I think they are going to be very excited, and uh, of course, we're big fans of Colby Carthel. Oh and yes, ex- excited to see what he does with the Jacks um, uh, in the first year. Um, there with with SFA, but of course, you can see Corey's fine work at TexasFootball.com as well as follow him on Twitter at LS Sports Daily. What's the website? Lone Star Sports Daily. Lone Star Sports Daily dot com. Um, check that out. You can see his fine work there as well as on TexasFootball.com. But today we're not talking small colleges. No. We can if you want. We're talking <laughs> where I got my start. We're talking 3A football. There. Talking 3A football. Uh, and look, I'll be honest. Why is this flag here? Um, I'll be honest. The, um, the You've got – there's a high bar, okay? Like the, 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 the standard has been set. Monday – we had Jay Plotkin of the Austin American Statesman. Of course, he was fantastic. Uh, Tuesday, we, we had Guy Frazier come in and, and do the 5A preview, and he rocked it. Uh, and then yesterday, of course, uh, your friend and mine, Brent Homan, uh, was in here doing the 4A preview. So, no pressure, but... Oh, um, no, there's pressure. Okay, I, never mind. There I is pressure. I made a mistake. I rescind... <laughs> I, I watched. Res- I rescind my trying to make you feel better. I uh, made a mistake because I watched all yeah. those other ones. And so, yesterday, I got to tell you, I started uh, hitting the notes and, and doing some yeah. prep work and Look. talked with Brent this morning <laughs> just to get an idea. <laughs> I was like, Brent, help me out, man. It brought the heat, man. So, you got to bring it, too. So, we're going to start our 3A preview here. The 2019 Texas high school football season is a week away. One week away Ooh, from geez. today. Oh, boy. Uh, we will have real, actual Texas high school football. I know there are scrimmages tonight, but... Those don't count. Scrimmages don't count, and nobody wins a scrimmage. Okay. Somebody has to attend them anyway. Yeah, I know. Okay, so (laughs) uh, let's get into 3A. Uh, We're going to start with our 2018 recap, uh, just real quick. I think that uh, you could classify it by by different divisions as a coronation and a complete surprise. Uh, For for, for 3A Division 2... Pretty much all year, we were talking Newton. Newton, 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 Newton. Newton was the prohibitive favorite to win 3A Division Two. It got dicey yes. the last couple of weeks. Those last two games the were last not games. easy. East Bernard and then Canadian. Uh, that, But in my opinion, even if you are the best team in 3A or in your classification, that's how it should be. You should be pushed to the brink in the semifinal and the state championship game. And so I uh, – but but it was a coronation kind of all year long for, for, for Newton – uh, and then the kind of, I would say, complete surprise, but really going into last year, 3A Division One was such a mystery to us. We didn't really know who it was going to be. We thought maybe, okay, well, we'll lean on uh, some you know, teams that we know about. We'll lean on teams like Brock, right? We'll lean Yoakum. on teams like Yoakum, teams that we thought you know, that are usually very good. Uh, it ended up being none of them, and it ended up being the Grandview Zebras, the Zebras <laughs> winning their first state championship, beating Malakoff, who was playing in their first state championship game. Uh, but that's what made it fun. That's kind of the way that I kind of uh, round round out uh, 2018-3A. With, of course, Newton. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were a given. But with Grandview, they were a year early. Mm-hmm. They really were. And uh, we'll get to that. I know, but I imagine we might. They, <laughs> they might talk a, a couple yeah. times about Grandview, but they really were a surprise because they were a year early, and uh, they kind of took Newton's spot heading into this year. Yeah, I, I think so. And and so let's let's now get into our our at a glance. We're going to go region by region, and we'll start with three A Division One. We'll go three A Division One all the way down, then three A Division Two all the way down. We'll start with three A Division One Region One, and 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 I, I find this region fascinating, and, and I find it fascinating for. Uh, because we haven't seen this in quite a while, which is 
there's no real prohibitive favorite. For the basically since they started playing football, at least back since 2015, when we found out about them, they won the state championship. Brock has dominated three A Division One, Region One. That's just been their region. You penciled them in. Well, now for basically the first time as a varsity program, they're going through some rebuilding. Mm -hmm. They're going, or at the very least, reloading. And we don't know what exactly they're going to look look like. And that feels like to me the door is cracked. It is for a team like. Bushland, which can put up points and, and, and has a lot, of, a lot of talent. A team like Wall, who I'm going to see in week one. And then a, a number of really interesting sleepers, like a team like Pilot Point, which has buckets and buckets of pedigree. Or a team like Eastland, which might have one of the very best players in all of the state in Baron Morton, their quarterback. So to me, 3A Division One, it just feels like it's, it's a region without a, a big dog at the top. And, and I wonder who's going to take that, that spot. Well, with what you were saying with Brock, mm -hmm. two offensive and three defensive starters return. Yeah. That is a lot of rebuilding, a lot of holes to fill for the JV. And I agree with you, Eastland, Bushland, Wall, Pilot Point. I mean, Brock may not even win their own district yeah. this year with Pilot Point. A couple other teams, uh, Shallow Water, mm -hmm. you know, they had a good season last year, but they have a lot of, a lot of pieces to replace. But I think my uh, one of my sleepers – is Denver City. Yeah. They return a lot of starters. They had a seven-point loss to Eastland in the area round last year. And so I, I think um, Denver City might be a team to look out for there in that I, region. I, and I think what kind of what you're mentioning, it speaks to the depth of the region, that if there's not this team at the very top that everybody's gunning for, then suddenly you've got – I mean, Brock's obviously still in that mix. I want to be clear about that. It wouldn't be a surprise if they won the region. But um, – you're talking about six or seven teams that are just duking it out and, and are, are relatively tightly packed, which would make this a really fun region to watch, especially once we get into the second round of the playoffs and we start seeing these teams really go at it. Uh, I'm very interested in Region 1, kind of more so than I have been in a, long, in, in a while. Another one is Slayton. Mm. They return seven offensive, eight defensive starters. They have a really strong junior class. They may be a year away. Yeah. But, you know, as we saw last year with Wichita Falls Rider, they were mm -hmm. they were supposed to be a year away also. So that they may come up and surprise people this year. That was also. an eight-win eight team last year that lost a grand total of five lettermen this year. Yes. So they are back in uh, bunches there in, in Tiger Country. Let's go to Region 2. Uh, in Region 2, I would probably – let me make sure I don't want to put my foot in my mouth per usual <laughs> – yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a region of doom in, in 3A Division One. I. I think there's actually pretty decent balance to the regions. But I'll also say that if you want to say that Region 2 is the region of doom, I would certainly hear it. Uh, at the top, you've got, of course, Malakoff. Malakoff, I think there was a real argument that they were a year early, too. Right. Yep. They bring back a ton of that defense. They bring back a fair number of, of really key cogs on that offense that could make them really dangerous. And, you know, they start the year number two. But lurking right there is Atlanta. And Atlanta was a team that Matt Stepp and I bought a ton of stock in early. And then they start off like 0-5, and, and we're sitting here like, oh, my God, what have we done? Well, they, they often rattle off, you know, eight wins in a row, and, and they get into the regional semifinals. And, and a, team that, uh, a team that looked really, really good, or quarterfinals last year, regional final, a team that looked really good uh, as the year went on, they bring back a whole lot of talent. Um, and then there's teams like Gladewater. Gladewater's really interesting to me. They're going to run the heck out of the ball. Uh, their defense tends to be one of those that um, 
that the pedigree takes care of it, that even with some pieces to replace. So to me, uh, you look at that, and then some some interesting teams to dream on, like Jefferson. I know they lose a decent amount of their their playmakers, but they're always dangerous out there. I love that coaching staff out there with Antoine Jimerson. Uh, I'm very interested. 3A Division One, Region 2, I think, does have an argument, at least at the very top, of being uh, being the Region of Doom. I actually have a different region for Region of Doom mm-hmm. in Division One, but I, I Region Two is going to be tough. Yeah, and, and my Malakoff question is: they they return a lot of skill players, but they lost a lot on the offensive and defensive line, mm-hmm. and so that's that's tough to replace at that level, and so that's my question mark with them. I really like Atlanta; uh, they're needing a quarterback, but they have a ton of weapons around them. With Gladewater, they're really dependent on their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll go, you know, London McKinney had 1,623 passing yards and 907 rushing yards right. last year. So they're going to go as far as, as London McKinney takes yeah. them. Um, Jefferson, they had a 10-point loss to Malakoff. They were right there with them. A couple other ones, Tatum. Yep. I like Tatum. They, they have a, a new coach mm-hmm. who brings uh, – he's known for tough defense. Mm-hmm. And um, – the other one that we, you know, we'll just go ahead and throw this in there real quick is uh, Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. I think uh, new coach, obviously, they've gotten some national attention, but I don't know if that offense necessarily plays to three A. Well, and that the the thing for me is is uh, Mount Vernon, the new coach there is Art Bryles. If you hadn't heard, uh, um, the the thing for me about Mount Vernon is um, uh, Josh Finney. I think did a really really good job there, uh, there at, at uh, with the Tigers. My question is going to be about the offensive transition because they are going. The first, Coach Coach Bryles did not show up on campus until June, and then June or maybe it was, it was maybe May. June. It was graduation day. Okay, well that's when he got hired, but he didn't show up on well, campus that's right. until he later. He was hired. Well, even at that graduation right. day is so. Even then, yeah. it's late, and you only get two weeks in the summer. And they are trans. They are transitioning from the slot T to the spread. Mm-hmm. That's my trepidation about jumping on board the Mount Vernon bandwagon. That said, you know, you've got a coach like that who has that state championship pedigree. They're going to be some, uh, a team to keep an eye on. West Rusk is another team I would keep an eye on, too. That's a team that, that kind of catches my eye uh, as far as a sleeper. Okay. Three Division One, Region 3. Going to Region 3. Is this your Region of Doom? Nope. Whoa! Oh, so it's Region 5. Region 4. four. Oh. We don't have five regions in Texas. <laughs> No. We need I've a, got a, I hey, need can to, anybody give us a crash course on to, Texas football? I need, to ad- I, need to ad- I need to adjust my notes. Um, okay, so uh, Region 3. Um, a lot of years, this would be the region. This would be the region. Yes. You have the defending state champs here in Grandview. And as we were talking about, let's, let's go ahead and just talk about Grandview a little bit. They were a year early last year. Um, I mean, a lot of that team... A lot of that team wasn't just junior heavy. A lot of that team was sophomore heavy, including their most dynamic playmaker in Dane Yench, the quarterback who was the dual MVP in the state championship game. Not to mention Demetrius Crownover, uh, a fair number of other guys. They lost a grand total of seven lettermen from a state championship team. That's insane. They bring back 18 starters. Uh, New coach in Ryan Ebner, who gets promoted after Brad Davis retires, goes out on top. Um, But I will say... Look, they are our number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. I think that they have an argument to being the the lock. If you want to, if you want to say the the biggest favorite to win a state championship, I think there's a fair argument for that. But the one thing I will say though is that they're going to have to navigate an extremely dangerous region yes. with a lot of teams with a ton of pedigree. Cameron Yo. Cameron Yo's back, guys. Yes. I know that maybe you forgot about him, but Yo is going to be back. They bring back a ton from last year's team that I think got better as the year went on. 
Franklin didn't go anywhere, guys. They got one of the best coaches in the state, state Mike Hedrick, and they have a system that works for them. And then East Chambers. East Chambers is a had, East Chambers had Grandview beat. Yes, like they just had Grandview beat in the playoffs, and and they bring back some really exciting playmakers, some some rebuilding to do on the defensive side. But to me, yes, Grandview is the favorite to win. I think they're the favorite to win a championship. I think they're the favorite to win the region. But to get there, they will have to navigate a a true minefield of contenders uh, just to get there. If it wasn't for Grandview, this would be a region of doom. Because mm. there are so many talented teams to help East Chambers fans relive the horror oh of gosh. last season. How would you do this? You know, one point overtime loss to Grandview. Grandview went for two, got it. Um, Franklin, like you said, they reload. Good JV team. Uh, Cameron Yo, I think the question mark with them. They're back, but defense may be the the question mark for Cameron Yo. Die ball. Don't yeah. forget die, die ball. ball is really, they really have a fast. Good defense. Yes, they do. That defense flies to the ball. Now you said Woodville, but Woodville lost a lot. There's two other teams I would keep an eye on. Troy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach Herbacek. Yeah, they were my they were my they were my sleeper when when we did Tep and Step. Please subscribe and listen to that podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, they were my sleeper in this one because I think that or they're boomer bust because if they depending on where they fall in that district, if they if they get up near the top, then they they're gonna have they can a, a possibility to make a run. But if they drop to third or fourth, like they could see Grandview in the first round, and then it is over yeah. for them. So it's they're interesting. To me. And the last one is Rockdale. Yeah. They return eight offensive starters, and they have Kashawn Raven, who had four around 450 rushing yards, 450 receiving yards, and 400 return yards. So he mm-hmm. kind of does a little bit of everything for Rockdale, and that's another team that that could make some noise and give Grandview a challenge. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I think Region Three is going to be fun with a favorite. Obviously, somebody's got to knock off Grandview, but I think that there's there's some depth there that are going to make that the playoff run really fun. To three a Division One, Region Four, we go, and I guess this is your Region of Doom. This is, and is it uh, why 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 would you characterize this as a Region of Doom? There's not a true favorite. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to say Yokum, but Yokum lost a lot. They only returned five starters mm-hmm. from last year. They they believe they still have a ton of talent left, but I believe you know you've got Edna, mm-hmm. Goliad, Jordanton. Mm-hmm. Can't overlook them. George West. Uh, some sleeper teams could be Marion mm-hmm. and uh, Columbus. Yep. Columbus is in a district they could win to set them up for a playoff. Step's run. really high on Columbus. Step is really, really high on Columbus. And I think you characterized it well that, again, it, this is very similar to Region 1 in the sense that for a kind of a long time, it's been Yokums to lose, right? Uh, and this year, there's just not that known commodity for them. We, we don't know what they're going to be about. They have five starters coming back only. But I will say that, look, they've got Bo Robinson. They've got the most important guy back. And he's a star maker. I think he's going to find some guys. That said, Goliad looks solid, as per usual. Uh, I mean, Edna, let's not forget, they were the regional finalist a year ago. And Edna, and they bring back 15 starters from a year ago. And that I'm kind of surprised that they, they might be the team that, that you know, uh, we don't believe in sleeping on teams in Dave Campbell's Texas football, but if you if you believe that we are sleeping on somebody, you could say that we're sleeping on Edna because I think that that team is really really dangerous. And they have something that you don't find in 3A a lot. They have a kicker. Yes, they do. <laughs> they put a lot on Santiago Villanueva last year, and he came through multiple times. And I believe that that's that's an edge for them come playoff time. He's he's done the the, the kicks. He's he's made them before. Yeah. No reason to believe he can't do it again. Uh, and Jordanton, Jordanton, yeah. the entire offense, right. all 11 starters. And a good offense, too. A very good one, and they return. 
Yeah. So um, I will give you uh, my sleeper. Uh, keep an eye if there's no true favorite and it's just kind of up in the air and things go crazy town banana pants. Uh, I really like Hitchcock. Hitchcock brings back a lot, including Christian Dorsey, who knows how to run this offense. Uh, he was terrific. He started as a freshman last year in this slot T offense. They got Devin Preston. They've got a lot of guys back in this in this for this team. I think Hitchcock is is a sleeper there in Region Four. Uh, we are doing our three A preview here on Texas Football Today with Corey Hogue. Uh, here on Texas Football Today, get involved the conversation hashtag TF Today. This just in: I've got a message from Ishmael Johnson that says we're sleeping on Maynard New Tech, y'all. We are sleeping on Maynard. Let me let me just let me do a little uh, bit of research here on Maynard New Tech. I'm just this, gonna, this isn't just good. Check this, this out. Maynard New Tech. You shouldn't have done this, Ish. Um, Why did you do it? Okay. Well, they do bring back 19 starters from a team that went um, <clears throat> that also had a one and a nine in their record. Mm. Um, mm. So I don't know. We'll see. They've got to get through District 10. They're on the come up. Uh, they've got to get through only like one of the toughest districts in the state with uh, Cameron Yo, Rockdale, and Troy. Ishmael says they're going to win it. Uh, in Little River. Who Don't fact Ish check know, that. Who does Don't. Ish know there in Maynard? Don't fact check. Everyone. Everyone. He's the mayor of Maynard. <laughs> Technically, yes. He, starting next term, Ish will be the mayor of Maynard. Yeah, that's why, like, yeah. if you wonder why he hasn't been on the show, he's been fixing his office in City yeah. Hall. Yeah, he's been shaking hands and kissing babies. All right, let's get to I three. saw his political banners. <laughs> <laughs> Ish 2020. Um, all right, we are uh, uh, we are getting into 3A Division 2 now. 3A Division 2. Um, region 1. And, well, there's four teams. There's four teams that are really interesting, but I do think we have to start any conversation like this with Canadian. Canadian uh, has, has long been the power in Region 1. They look like the power again. I think there's a fair argument they're the favorite to win 3A Division 2 this year. And for me, a lot of it's going to come down to how they replace Cason Cavalier, the quarterback. Now, look, it's been death taxes and good Canadian quarterbacks. Okay, they've, they've, they're, they're going to find a guy. I'm not worried about that. But if they slip, just if they slip, there are teams right there that are dangerous enough to get them, specifically Abernathy. Abernathy will have, I mean, they don't have a proper quarterback. They got uh, they got they got uh, Bryson Daly. Bryson Daly. Yeah. And the coach's kid. Forty two touchdowns. He is a stud. Now they have a lot of rebuilding to do around him, but they've got the guy. If you took like Canadian and you took uh Abernathy and you just smashed the rosters together, you would have an unstoppable force. You're not allowed to do that in the well, okay. Dude, <laughs> Can we cut his mic? Can you do that? You know I would cut okay. yours first. I know. Uh Cisco's interesting, but Cisco you got to wonder where their head's at after that first-round playoff loss to, uh, to Spearman last year. Uh, and then Childress. Childress might be the team everybody's forgetting about. That said, I think the conversation starts with the Canadian. I think it has to. I agree. Mm-hmm. And what if I told you Canadian already has a quarterback? Ooh. Everybody says they have two options, and they mm-hmm. do. Versatile. But Grant McCook was the quarterback last year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So if he was already the starter he's, for he, a lot he, of the yeah, season, so he, got he returns. Some, he got some run, and and uh, but I would say to me, they've got like I think the defense is actually going to be really good yes. for Canadian. I think that that's at, like we don't think about that a lot, but actually, whenever Canadians really good, it's because their defense is really good, and oh yeah, their offense is is their offense. Well, right? Look what that defense did to Newton last right. year. They, Completely and totally uh, just neutralized yes. their big playability. Uh, but 
I would say if you're looking for a sleeper, I, I really can't see. Honestly, I'm try, not trying to be you know not trying to be a jerk here. It's hard to see any any teams outside of that top four: Canadian, Abernathy, Cisco, and Childress winning the region. Maybe Ballinger. Ballinger oh. falls in that sleeper category. A lot coming back for the for the Bearcats. A couple things. First yeah. off, on Cisco, mm-hmm. where are their heads at. I know scrimmages mm-hmm. mean absolutely nothing, but they can tell you a little bit. And the first scrimmage it was Holiday at Cisco, mm-hmm. and Cisco dominated the offense and defensive line. Mm-hmm. They they beat they they punched Holiday in the mouth in the in the first scrimmage. So Cisco is a power team, mm-hmm. and I, I think they could be a team that if Canadian slips a little, they'll be right there, like you said, Abernathy, of course, Childress. They got a new quarterback, but they do have an experienced offensive line. A couple of teams, you said Ballinger. Mm-hmm. Ballinger could put themselves with as a district champion. They can make a good playoff run mm-hmm. by, by getting themselves a good playoff position. And the other one is Spearman. They're in a tough district, mm-hmm. and they lost a lot. But they made a deep run last year that hardly anyone saw coming. They finished third in district. Yeah, Spearman's, Spearman's very dangerous and, and, and a team that, that you know brings back some of the key cogs from that team that, that made a surprising run. Um, I, I think it's Canadian. I think it's hard to pick against them with the pedigree they have, with the talent they have coming back, what we saw them do last year. But there are teams there that I think, if they if they were to slip, are certainly capable of taking advantage of that. Well, I'm not going to give away my favorites because we have that section yeah, coming okay, up. I need good. people to tune in. I'd also be remiss if I didn't throw in that John Neal, Comanche superfan, says, as usual, we're sleeping on his Comanche Indians. And he's the only one who gets to say that because it's essentially a trademark phrase for him since the inception of this show. <laughs> right. Um, I, I did look at Comanche, but uh, Comanche had a, an amazing run last prob- year, but they lost a lot. Yeah, here's the problem. He says they only reload, guys. No, yeah, you're right. Here's <laughs> the problem is Comanche's in Region 2. Oh, okay, we're not there yet. Okay. Hey, he said it, not me. I'm not paying attention. Well, I, I'm still I'm not sleeping because I don't <laughs> sleep well. So. No. Okay, let's go to Region 2 now. <laughs> we start the conversation, of course, with Comanche. They, they, they were the <laughs> favorites there, the unbelievable runaway favorites in Region 2. Uh, um, they, are, they have the momentum of a runaway freight train. And I just don't see anybody stopping Comanche. No, Comanche, I think, does have a chance to be very good. And, uh, uh, you know, that's actually going to be, I think, if you're looking for the most intriguing district there, I think the the, the battle between them uh, and Jacksboro for District 6 and even Lump in Dublin, I think that's going to be really fun. But if we're talking about Region, uh, if we're talking about uh, region, uh, region 2. We're talking about Comanche. Talking about Comanche. <laughs> um, I mean, in a lot of ways, I think we're talking about two, two districts. We're talking about District 5 and District 8. District 5 is the Gunner and Holiday District. Gunner does have some reloading to do. I, I, they're going to be a different team without that individual star in Dylan Jantz. But I know that the coaching staff there is excited about some of the youngsters that they have coming up. They are another team that have kind of dominated their region, so they probably deserve the benefit of the doubt. I think Jake Fazell is a, a mastermind. Holiday is good and tired of losing to Gunner. <laughs> like, that's kind of part of it, right? Is that, like, they are, they're really talented, and I think Holiday's going to have a shot. And then there's District 8. Clifton and Rogers, even uh, Clifton and Rogers, Lexington does lose a lot, but, but I think you lump them in there because of pedigree. 
Uh, the other team there would be a team like Buffalo, and and Buffalo Buffalo is going to be dangerous. We, we they bring back uh, a really good amount of, of from last year's team, and, and I think that uh, we love Coach Houston there. I, I think that I think Region Two again, it, it's maybe depending. It, it has to start with Gunner. If Gunner reloads, then they deserve the benefit of the doubt, and they'll be the team to to beat there. But I think that Region Two is is a lot more wide open, and maybe without that that bona fide uh, lock. This is my region of doom. Mm-hmm. Much the same reason as Division One, Region Four. It is wide open. There are eight teams ranked in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Go buy one. Yeah, but what do they know? <laughs> Top twenty-five in this. In Gunter, the thing with Gunter is that defense is still solid, and it's going to be their strength, especially early while they get some offensive pieces around. Holiday lost a lot along their offensive defensive line. Obviously, they're struggling a little bit. They still do have Tristan Boyd yes. running back and linebacker. And so Holiday is going to be okay. They may start off a little slow. Uh, Buffalo is going to be good. Lexington, they lost their leading passer, rusher, and receiver. That's a lot yes. um, to bring back. Uh, Clifton, I'm very high on Clifton, especially. Uh, so, is Coach, so is Coach Canifer. He thinks they have a chance to be really good. Riley Perry. Riley Perry is amazing. He had, a, he had over 1,000 yards rushing and 97 tackles last year. Yeah. That's pretty good on both sides. Well, and the other thing for me is that, you know, and, and again, there's no way you could possibly know this, but we asked the coaches in the region who are the best teams in your region, and the team that we have underrated in that in that category, like we have them lower than than the coaches do, is Clifton. The coach is really, really high on what, what, the, what the Cubs bring back. Again, I'm not giving away my favorites because okay, we need people fine. to listen. <laughs> but uh, it's called a tease, Tepper. <laughs> right. You ever done TV before? No, <laughs> you know this. And don't forget, they took Holiday to overtime. Yes, they did last year, and darn near beat them uh, in the area round. And you said Rogers. You mentioned Rogers. They have a lot of starters returning and a good JV coming up. Yeah, this is a so team they're that, filling in. Exactly right. This is a team with 19 starters back uh, from last year's team, uh, and a team that went nine and one on the JV side. So if you're talking about and don't forget, they're running the Gunner system. Yes, they are. And Coach Roten, mm-hmm. he brought it over from Gunner. So this may be your second Gunner if they get things going. That is the kind of thing that I think people look at that record last year where they go six and five and they go, well, what are you talking about them? Mm-hmm. Um, I think their team certainly keep an Do you eye want on. some sleepers? I, of course I do. Edgewood. Yep. They're replacing a lot of talent, but they'll be good. And, and this one, Jacksboro. Yeah. They, they're in their second year with uh, head coach Brandon Rogers and Wing T offense. Mm-hmm. They will ground, grind it out on the ground, and they're they're going to be dangerous. I think Jacksboro could be a team. If there's a surprise team, it would it wouldn't surprise me that it is Jacksboro. This nah, year. I think it's I think it's Comanche all the way as we start. <laughs> um, I think Coach Coach Hearns Meyer is going to have those boys ready. Uh, they were of course district champion, undefeated dis, uh, undefeated JV a year ago. Big offensive line. Uh, really like what go what Indians Comanche go uh, go Indians. They okay. should challenge Allen, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Comanche versus Allen. Who you got? Yeah. All right, Comanche all the way uh, to Region Three. We go. And well, there goes your mentions. <laughs> uh, here comes Region to Region Three. We go. That's why he's not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> the Region Three. We go, and it's time to tackle the Newton question. Because of course Newton lives here. L- Newton is our number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Certainly an argument, right? There, there, the, there were arguments. They are, they are the, they are, this, was the, this was the number one ranking that we debated the most mm-hmm. here. Uh, was, is it Canadian? Basically, is it Canadian or Newton? Uh, we ended up going with Newton in large part because I think they deserve it, right? I think that they, I think that based on when you're the two-time defending state champs, you bring back a transcendent defensive playmaker in James Sylvester. Uh, 
I think that there is, and there, and you have that kind of championship pedigree. I think they deserve that benefit of the doubt. But let's be real. They are losing an extremely decorated senior class. They're losing a lot of big-time playmakers like Josh Foster, like Darwin Barlow, like Tamazia Brown. And they do have a new new guy at the helm uh, in Drew Johnston. Now, Drew Johnston, of course, takes over for his late father, W.T. Johnston. Uh, Drew Johnston has kind of been, I think in many ways, if you talk to him, and I know, Max, you talked with him for the, for the mm-hmm. magazine, he's been kind of the de facto head coach while his father has been. Two struggling. years now. Yeah. yeah. So this is a new coach in that he's, it's the first time he's listed in the magazine as the head coach, but in a lot of ways he's been their coach for a while. I, I, I do think that there is maybe only one team, maybe two, that I think are capable of, of, of nipping Newton. Uh, Dangerfield is loaded and Dangerfield is fast and Dangerfield is dangerous and Dangerfield has pedigree. We're going to find out a lot in week one when Dangerfield hosts new or Gunner. We get, we get Dangerfield and Gunner in week one and we'll that's, find, out a lot about both. find out a lot about both. The other team is Harmony. Uh, Harmony is a 10 win team from a year ago. Love what they have coming back on the offensive side of the football. Uh, but you know, to me, the, the road has to go through Newton. They've, they've earned that they've got the two state championships, but I do think that there is at least one, maybe two, if you squint and see a team like Elysian fields, maybe three, uh, that could challenge them for, for region three supremacy. There may be a few more. I mean, Ooh. if Newton slips. You think slips, it's deeper? If Newton slips yes. a little. That's, uh, yeah. And well, that's the big thing. Because I put I put here coaching change-ish. Yeah. Because, uh, let's face it, I mean, WT has, was an outstanding coach, but he hasn't, he's been the de facto head coach for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And they still have a ton of talent. People are forgetting how much talent they still have on both sides of the ball in, in Newton. And so I, I think Newton is going to be a team to contend with again. Dangerfield, they had an awesome JV that kind of mm-hmm. fill in some of the starters that were lost. Um, I'm, I'm with you on Harmony. Yeah, mm-hmm. 30 wins over the last three seasons, and how many times have we mentioned Harmony? Right. That's that. It, they they are <laughs> they are a team that has flown under the radar, been very quietly excellent for a They're while. Very consistent. Uh, don't forget Elysian Fields. Mm-hmm. They return a lot on offense, a high-powered offense. They can make a lot of noise. Um, if you want some sleepers, I do. Um, we got Corgan Camden. Yep. I like them. I like Troop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troop has a great defense this year. Don't forget uh, Wascom. Mm-hmm. They've got they've got championship pedigree too. They had a really good JV team mm-hmm. that's going to fill in what they lost. But the real sleeper. Oh, here we outside go. the top twenty-five. Oh, oh yeah. is Comanche. Paul Pewitt. Yeah. Nine yeah. starters on offense, eight on defense, a lot more than Comanche had, <laughs> um, and they're going to grind out the game, and they're going to take the clock away from you, and and they're very dangerous the way mm-hmm. they they play. Uh, I think those are all good picks. The road still goes through Newton, Texas. Yes, it has to, but this is operating on the assumption that they slip. I think Dangerfield is first in line, Harmony's second in line. Uh, and then you get into a team like Elysian Filter, Corgan Camden. That, that could really challenge them. Uh, now we move on to Region 4. And I don't know. Am, am I weird for saying that I think Region 4 has a favorite? I think I think Region 4 has, in my opinion, um, a, not maybe not super clear, but a team that I, I feel comfortable picking is East Bernard. Yes. East Bernard brings back a lot from a team that went to the that, – that gave Newton its second toughest game of the year. Yeah. Um, last year, they bring back a lot. They've got that slot T offense humming. They they are very much plug and play there. I think East Bernard is the favorite out of Region Four. If it's not them, then you start getting into teams that you can dream on. 
right? Yes. You can dream on Tidehaven. Mm-hmm. We are big fans of Tidehaven around here. That was a team that surged late. David Lucio, one of the most underrated coaches in the state. That is a team that got better every single week, and you did not want to see them in the, by the time the season was over. Uh, and 16 starters back, eight yes. on both sides of the ball. Blanco's in that mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Vleck's in that mix. Uh, I think the favorite is there, and he's Bernard, but I will say that that I do think that there are other teams there that are certainly worth mentioning and certainly worth keeping an eye on. I, I'm with you on East Bernard, mm-hmm. and the thing I love most about him is that defense mm-hmm. to go along with the slot tee. Those, that's a dangerous combination. Uh, Tidehaven, I'm with you on that also. Yeah. Uh, Blanco, you know, Baylor Smith at quarterback, mm-hmm. 20 total touchdowns last season. Mm-hmm. He, he's good. Uh, Van Vleck, I'm with you on them also. Uh, a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. Poth. Yeah, Eight I can starters back on offense. I can give them both. I have questions about Poth's defense, but I do. I agree. I think that Poth is 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 a team that we probably don't talk about enough. They have Blake Moody back, and he had uh, six interceptions last season. Mm-hmm. They're going to need him to create some more turnovers mm-hmm. this year. There, uh, Odom. They have a very yeah. good offensive line, and at three A, if you've got a quality offensive line, you can you can create some havoc. Mm-hmm. But one one sleeper. And this one might be – I was reaching for this one. Oh, here we but go. But I like this. Hebronville. Yeah. You know, Steps mentioned them too. Well, I, I mean, I listened to the podcast, but I didn't So basically it, what you're <laughs> saying is you cribbed his notes. <laughs> no, no. Actually, this was done like – retired quality quarterback in Hebronville. Mm-hmm. And they have a key offensive lineman. And actually, I, did, I listened to that while I was driving in here this morning. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing I do agree with Step on, but we'll get to that here later. Okay. Um – you only one thing that you agree with him? Well, a lot just of things because I one. mean, when it comes to step, he knows way more than I do about this, buddy. You are preaching to the choir here. <laughs> uh, we are doing our three A uh, breakdown here on Texas football today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TFD. It's Corey Hogue. Follow him on Twitter at um, what LS Sports Daily. Yes. That's it. LS Sports Daily. Follow him on Twitter at LS Sports Daily. Uh, all right, let's get into what's next. Five players now. Five players now. I'm gonna let you go first. I'll let you go. Okay. First. And I did these five players because in 3A, a lot of times people don't understand there's a lot of good talent, oh, a lot yeah. of college talent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's if if you start dipping down into 3A, you're talking about uh, hidden gems. You're talking about guys who can actually play football that maybe not everybody's heard about, but these guys are studs. And I put a couple obvious ones in mm-hmm. here, and then I put some others. I, I've got uh, Demetrius Crownover. Good call. He's a defensive lineman at Grandview. He's six seven. He's a tight end prospect for college. I saw he's a four-star. And he's got offers. Some of his offers are Bama, Arizona State, Auburn, Baylor, Colorado. Not bad. If you remember the state championship game, if you remember the last touchdown that Grandview scored to really ice it away, I think they went for a fourth down, fourth Mm -hmm. and two or something. Uh, and they threw a pass. That was a uh, crown over because you can't cover him. No. He's a monster out there. He is yeah. six, seven. It is crazy. Of course, James Sylvester. Good he call. has got to be mentioned uh, from Newton. A four-star and committed TCU to commit. TCU. Mm-hmm. TCU commit. And that's a four-star from Next Level Athlete. Yeah. Going to plug them here. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, another Newton player. Zach Gully, he does not get the press mm-hmm. that he should, but he's a uh, Louisiana Monroe commit and mm-hmm. a three-star. Uh, of course, Eastland, Baron Morton. Yeah. Got to mention him. Four-star quarterback. Some offers. He's got Baylor, Boston College, Kansas, SMU, TCU. We're crazy about him around here. What do you think? He's awesome. Oh, we yeah. think Baron Morton at Eastland is yeah. awesome. And the last one, and I like this one, 
Herbert Gums from Dive. Yeah. Ah, yes. Defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. He's a three-star player. He's got offers from Arizona, Arkansas, Boise State, big Houston, boy. and Iowa State. Big, big boy. He's good. All good Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. All good Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Okay. <laughs> I got some quarterbacks here. Uh, Blake Garcia, Tide Haven. Uh, if we're going to talk about how high we are on Tide Haven, uh, David Lucio is a guy who's going to get every little bit out of Blake Garcia, who was really good last year and could be even better this year. I got Ty Love at Yoakum. Ty Love at Yoakum is is uh, I I mentioned this on Tep and Step, but but Bo Robinson is a star maker, and he's going to get every last bit of talent out of a guy like Ty Love who plays on both sides of the ball. So if Yoakum is back to being Yoakum, even though they're replacing so much, it's probably going to be because Ty Love is is the name you know. Uh, Gladewater running back Elijah Carter, uh, physical, mean. He runs angry. He runs like somebody stole something from him. <laughs> Um, he is really, really special. Uh, I've got the, and then I've got the twofer, uh, the the our our three A our three A cover boys, uh, Jack and Bill Ketting, the safeties at Canadian, um, and they they comp, they're twins, they're coaches' kids, they complement each other very well. Bill, I think, or uh, is it Bill? I can't remember who's the free and who's the strong, uh, but they they play the they play their their roles very well. I don't know. Jack is the terrifying one. Jack That's is all. Jack is both of them are terrifying, and and so yeah. For all the talk, we're Jack's gonna, the one that delivered those nasty yes. hits in the state title game. But they're both great. For yeah. all the attention we're going to pay to the offense, because that's what we tend to do with Canadian. Those are the teams. Those are the guys that that, that I think are going to make that team go. Are, are uh, Jack Ketting and Bill Ketting, the the safeties there at Canadian. And don't forget Cy Wing, maybe the best quarterback. Cy uh, Wing. Sorry, Cy Wing. No, Kai. trust me, it's spelled C Y. It is C Y. Yeah. We had to call uh, Coach Cervetto <laughs> yeah. and ask him. How do you pronounce it? Is it Cy or Kai? And he goes, no, it's Kai. He's one of our players to watch in the yes, magazine this summer. He's great. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to watch, really too. Good. Toughest districts are districts of doom. Uh, I've got three. My districts of doom are 14-3A Division II. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the district that will bring you such hits as uh, East Bernard and Tidehaven. Uh, not to mention a team like Van Vleck. Uh, and we're kind of sleeping on Schulenberg. I think Schulenberg's Schulenberg's usually solid, To yeah. be very, very solid. Yeah. Uh, and then up in D1, 14-3 AD1. Yeah. That part of the state, just uh, really good. Uh, Yoakum, Goliad. Every year. Edna. That, yeah. that triumvirate, they are going to absolutely beat the tar out of each other yeah. uh, in district play. There's that. And then on uh, staying in Division One, I, I like 7-3A Division One. 7-3A Division One uh, is the district uh, with Atlanta, uh, with Jefferson, uh, with Mount Vernon, uh, you know, a team like Hughes Springs, which has had great success in the past. Um, I am very, very interested in, in what they bring to the table. Those are my districts of doom. Did we overlap any? Those are very magazine districts. Of course, those are the same three I have also <laughs> when I look. But I have one extra. Ooh, oh a bonus. I have a bonus. Yes. Because I, I, what I did was I took all my teams up there, and I actually went with what district. But there's one district here that could have a surprise. Oh. And this is where I, I'm going to – Step is, is with this team also. Let's get weird. And that's 5-3 AD2. Mm-hmm. Gunter and Holiday, they've got questions. Yes, they do. You know who doesn't have a lot of questions? Who's that? City View. Yeah. They Wichita bring Falls back City a quarterback View. from injury, mm-hmm. Isaiah Marks. they got Jalen Marks. They've got a lot of speed. This is a step hipster pick. We and know there's talent there. Today do not Texas forget Henrietta, mm-hmm. Coach West, gets mm-hmm. the best out of his talent. Nocona's got a brand-new coach in Rick Weaver. The deep and, district. It's a lot uh, deeper. It it's it's not just it's not just Gunner. It's not just Gunner Holiday and everybody else. It's it's it's. If they don't bring their A game every week, and yeah. this is what I've you know from that's one of the districts that I, I kind of mm-hmm. know in the Wichita Falls area. 
and, and talking to the coaches. If if Gunner Holiday doesn't bring their A game every week, one of these other teams is going to be ready. Absolutely, they're going to they're going to nip them. Absolutely, uh, it's Corey Hogue, our college, small college insider, talking three A here on three A day on Texas football today. Give them all the conversation hashtag TF today. Finally, to our favorites, uh, I got one for each region, but I will defer to our uh, guest here. Yeah. Um, let's hear. Let's hear from you. Three A Division One first. Let's go. Uh, who Who are your favorites? Okay, Region One. Let's just go all. To be the champ, you got to beat the champ. Mm-hmm. So Brock over Bushland. Fair. Region Two. Mm-hmm. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I like the Rabbits mm-hmm. over Malakoff. Region Three. Grandview over Cameron Yo. Mm-hmm. And Region Four, I have Edna over Goliad. Okay. Some good picks. Not great picks, but good picks. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I got Brock. I think you're right. I think to be the man, Woo, you got to beat the man. Uh, and I think that I think Brock is, is the man in Region 1. There are some teams that can get them, but I think that they've, they're the, the team to beat there. I like Atlanta, too. I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm, gonna, I'm putting my hand back over the stove uh, <laughs> after getting absolutely torched last year early on. But I think that Atlanta uh, does have the, the horses to run. Uh, Grandview. I think Grandview is the um, if there's a I mean it's it's not safe because Yo and Rockdale and and Franklin and, and East Chambers are all there, but I think that Grandview bringing back what they do as a state champion is going to be very difficult to beat. And then I have Goliad. I have Goliad in Region Four. Uh, I think this is the year they break through. I just think Yoakum's got maybe a few too many questions, but Edna's super interesting as well. Uh, so those are them. And then in the end, I, pr- I think I've got Grandview over Atlanta. I have Grandview over Atlanta also. Okay. Be a fun title game, actually. Yes, it <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, okay, good. finally, uh, three division two. Who you got? Region one, Canadian over Cisco. Hmm? Region two, Clifton. Mm. They they trip up Holiday mm. this time. Region three, Newton over Dangerfield. Mm-hmm. Region four, East Bernard over Tidehaven. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be real boring. I got the same four semifinals <laughs> yeah. from last year. Okay, I got I got Canadian. In Region One, I got Gunner in Region Two. Again, much like we were talking about with Brock, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Uh, Newton in Region Three, although Dangerfield is real. Uh, ask close. me after Week One if they go and they house Gunner in Week One, I am but ready I to hop on. Do that not ball. forget they lost by over fifty points to Newton. Yeah, but okay, it's fifty points. That's a big gap. Uh, and then I've got East Bernard in Region Four, uh, and then I think my title game, uh, I might go Canadian over East Bernard. Um, I think that I think that's that's something that, that I'm looking at right now. But uh, again, what's interesting is to me, there's we've kind of flipped it. Where in three A Division two last year, there's a clear favorite, mm-hmm. teams that could challenge them, but clear favorite. And in Division uh, one, nobody knew. Now you flip it. You got Grandview. I think is a clear favorite. Other teams that are capable of beating them, but a clear favorite. In Division two, you're like, mm, I don't know. A lot I of mean, good teams. We'll I mean, see. Canadians probably the pole in the pole position, and Newton is of course the two-time defending champs. But like any of those top six or seven in Dave Campbell's Texas football, I'm comfortable saying they've got a great shot. I have Canadian over Newton, hmm. and I will also say Newton this year may have more of a chip on their shoulder than they have before. Maybe, and that makes them dangerous. I think because that, they've got talent. Well, and the other thing is that uh, um, I think that they're going to start hearing, they're going to start listening to this podcast. And they're going to start hearing other people. Like last year, they spent an entire year getting told how great they were, right? And how they were an unstoppable freight train. This year, people, I don't want to say doubt them, but have questions, right? People certainly have questions about them. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see how how this shakes out. And that's 3A. 
We did it. We did. We did it. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Uh, do we have to? Wow, you're the one who instituted this. That's a lot of work for me. Uh, no, it's all very good. A um, lot of lot of, lot of of spirited debate today. Love it. A uh, lot of love for Tidehaven in the comments. I like that, too. Got to give our shout, shout out to John Velo. He's been a long time. Uh, Talking uh, comfort. TFT. He's like, hey, you know, comfort may not win state, but they're going to be pretty good this year. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll get on board with that. And, uh, I think coverage going to be better. They, the, last year, they were better. They were a better team than their record indicated. They were three and seven last year. They were a better yeah. team than their record indicated. Uh, they will be better this year. I don't know if they're. Um, who's in there? Let me look at their district real quick. Hold on. You're listening to live coverage. <laughs> Google document here on Texas Football Today. Get involved, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they're a playoff team. Uh, they, uh, they they weren't last year. I think Johnson City may fall back to the pack. They they lose a fair amount from last year's team, and and Comfort brings back. I think they I think they sneak in either third or fourth, depending on how they do against Ingram Moore. File it under. You heard it here first. Val Chapa says George West will win state. Okay. Okay. If I'm, if they do, well, we I'm heard all, it from you I'm first, Val. Write yeah. that down though. Right. George. Uh, and uh, one more win. shout out. Win state today is the twenty second. Yeah. Val Chapa, V-A-L-C-H-A-P-A. All right. If they win state, you're our guest. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's, he's hosting the show that day. Chair, yes. uh, and one final shout-out. Uh, send your thoughts and prayers to our man Brent Homan, who, yes. while hosting the show yesterday, Holy. lost his uh, step-grandfather, and uh, he has to head north uh, to take care of stuff with his grandmother. So special thought for him if you can. And, uh, and then tomorrow we're going to close out uh, the week with our TFT brethren. Oh, we will God. have – both Ed McElroy and Terry Adams in those chairs with apparently you and Ish. Ish wants to be a part Who of that Who authorized one. this? So we will have four people in this shot right here somehow. Don't that miss I, that. I'm already looking forward to the technical this is gonna be, mess that that's going to be. This is going to be. you got to work on Friday. That's going to be. Tomorrow. That show is going to be. Is go, like this show is normally a train wreck. Uh Tomorrow it's going to be extra special, so you are not going to want to miss that. Yeah. Um, he's Corey Hogue, everybody, our small college insider. And the myth, the legend. Check out his fine work at TexasFootball.com and at LoneStarSportsDaily.com. Follow him on Twitter at LSSportsDaily. Uh, thanks for coming in, bud. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah, we'll do this again sometime. Oh, yes. Uh, at the very least, like I told Brent, uh, at the very least, we'll see you in November. Definitely. We'll do the, do the veterans issue again. Definitely. So, Love right. that time. That is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Corey Hogue and Max Thompson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, this trophy has a lot of character. Please come <laughs> pick up your player of the year. You might just get a pile of rubble. We will see you tomorrow <laughs> for what promises to be a wild 2A preview show on Texas Football Today.